This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Back for another segment of Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller alongside Jeff Nowak. And we see a running back competition. We know that Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram are basically your number one, two guys. But after that, there's a lot of questions, obviously, this well, who's going to be that third guy. And I think for a while we were kind of wondering who's, who's going to be the guy to step up when Kamara has to serve the suspension. But that that seems like it's kind of on the back burner now. And a lot of folks are even not a lot of folks, but it's been mentioned that this could even possibly carry over into next season for AK. Yes, that's definitely true. Um, but you have to plan for it. You can't just assume it's not going to happen. Right. And, you know, even if that's the plan, even if AK and AK's camp are trying to track it out, which I think is probably what's going on, because I think if you're the Saints, you have, you know, if you're the Saints, if you're Alvin, if you're <laughs> DA, you want to make sure that this first season of a new head coaching era does not have the significant disadvantage of not having your star running back for six games. Um, and you already have to plan some kind of injury adjustment in there because, you know, running backs get hurt. So that's not what you want to deal with, but. You mentioned fast start last set, like last segment. And that's so key, obviously first three games, boom, NFC South opponent. So you have to come out the gates on fire. Yeah. And the NFC South is probably the weakest uh, of the opponents that you're going to get. So you got to beat those teams. But so the running backs that we have kind of to consider here. So, and even when I talked to divine today, he kind of, he kind of put this in there, which is like, RB1 is set. You got Alvin. RB2 is set. You got Mark. RB4 is set. Right. That's true. You have Dwayne Washington. He's going to be on the roster. So there is one spot, and it's going to be RB3. And that's literally – and if you're wondering whether that is the case, whether the team understands that, Divine literally said that. He said the RB3 spot. And that's what they're competing for because you're assuming they're going to keep four players. So the names that you have to consider, Malcolm Brown – veteran signed right before training camp tony jones jr tjj the owner of two dogs um <laughs> and two drops uh divine is igbo a guy who seems to be back every year but never makes the roster and abram smith the udfa out of baylor who just likes to run over people um and you just kind of have to make a decision between one of those four guys. So you look at how are you going to separate yourself? And you're going to, that's why the preseason games are going to be so massive because that's, that's your moment. That's your moment to actually do that. And uh, the, I talked to divine about that today to kind of get his read on it, because I can sit here and tell you all day that these guys are going to be stressing and trying to, and trying to, 
put their best foot forward in these preseason games because it could be what makes or breaks their spot on this roster. But I'll just let um, I'll let Divine tell you for himself. Yeah, at the, at the top of the depth chart, obviously Alvin and Mark. You know, but behind them, I feel like it's a really steep competition for just kind of depth spots. And so when you go into the preseason, how do you approach that? Because it, it, does it feel kind of like you know, okay, this is my chance to really showcase why I should be on the roster? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of things that you know that three spot that you're kind of talking about is going to have to do, and these games are going to be a great way to see if you know that guy that can fill that spot because you know just need to try to make. The plays that are available to me, just make the most of them. But there's things they need to do on special teams, things they need to do catching the ball, run blocking, or blocking and running, just making sure when those opportunities come, I display the best of my ability. Is that a situation where you can kind of get in your own head, too, where you kind of just want to go out there and do your thing, but, you know, if you put too much on it and you start, you know, pressing, is that something that can happen? I mean, it's definitely always uh, it's always something you have to manage, you know what I mean? Like, because, you know, you want to do great. Everybody puts a lot of pressure on themselves to be as successful as we know we can be. So getting out there and trying to do it every single time, if you let that sit on you, it could be a, a, a hindering factor, but you just got to know, go out there, do your best, play free, and then those good players will come when the opportunities are, just take advantage. And that's kind of where I think that Divine has a significant advantage over Abram Smith and Tony Jones Jr. in the showcase element because this isn't going to phase him, you know, this, he's done this. He's competed for a roster spot in the preseason. He's He was very good for the Saints in the preseason when they brought him into the UDFA. I, I think that was the 28, 2019 season. You know, he, he, he looked good in those games. He played well enough that the Jags picked him up on waivers. So right. I think he's a guy who is going to, is going to surprise some people who might not think that he is, is going to be as competitive for this roster spot uh, as he will be. Um, one note I will make is this guy has the the biggest arms in a running back I've ever seen. Swole, it's it's for crazy. Sure. You could put him up there with uh, a Jamal Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And Ahmad Bradshaw comes to mind. Thomas Jones, like guys with arms Thomas that are Jones way bigger than sure. they have to be. Oh man, you know Thomas Jones, who's now an actor apparently. Um, I think he's got his own actually workout videos too. If you want to get swole like Thomas Jones, because yeah, he's got some pretty amazing biceps. Obviously, I think he was in the second season of Luke Cage. I think that's that's where I saw him last. Really? He's like he's oh, actually man, yeah he's an actor now. And I, I remember when he showed up, and I was like, wait, is that Thomas Jones, <laughs> the football player? Um, but yeah, but yeah, Devon Zigbo is the new bicep king of the NFL. Um, and and what I keep reminding people is not only is he a big dude. You know, he's the biggest running back on the roster, and that includes Ingram and Kamara. He's probably, you know, behind Kamara, the second best receiving running back on the roster. Yeah, I was going to say, um, we've seen more of his talents as a receiver, I feel, than a running back. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the question I have is, can he run between the tackles? And I think, you know, he's big enough to do that. It's just a question of whether he can. But I, I he's a guy who I'm excited to see in the preseason because everyone wants to talk about Abram Smith. Everyone remembers Tony Jones from last year. And I think that he's a guy who is ready to kind of prove his worth. He's only 25. He's young. And the Saints keep bringing him back. Um, but, you know, obviously there are other guys here, right? And I'm, I'm curious what your impression has been of Abram Smith throughout the first, you know, two weeks of camp. The, the, those three backs really have been all, all close. And I, like you mentioned, be, between the preseason games, even the, the dual workouts, the joint workouts with the Packers, I just want to see him more going against 
another team because it's it's not you're not seeing a full thud what, at practice with these guys. So it's not you don't have the same impact of, of knowing really what Abram Smith's power can do. But I want to I want to see him truck somebody on the Houston Texans or Green Bay Packers because I know he's not going to do that in practice here. I like that a full thud. You're not getting a full thud. <laughs> Not, the only guy I've seen give him, give him a full thud has been Smoke Monday, and unfortunately, he's not around anymore. So Exactly. Yeah. See what happens when you give him full thuds when you're not supposed to be. We need those heavy thudders. But no, in that, and that's kind of what, you know, we're going to have, I, I've been able to talk to all four of these guys over the last couple of weeks. Um, and we talked to Abram today, and that was kind of what I asked him about was, you he know, sounds like a seasoned vet already for the young, the young kid. He does. He, he, he presents himself well. He answers questions well. And, you know, what I kind of asked him about was, you know, he's a guy who he might, he's not going to shine in the early practices the way that he probably will toward the end because he's a physical back. He wants to lean on you. He wants to make you feel him. He's and, a former linebacker. Right, right. He was a <laughs> linebacker at Baylor. And then he switched over to running back for his senior season and he set records. Uh, like he wants to go through you. And he can't do that in unpadded practices. And once the pads come on, things seem to change for him a little bit. And he has really good balance. His vision is what I might question a little bit. I think that he's been slow to identify some holes um, just so far in camp. And that's not unusual for a rookie running back. You know, I don't think that's that's a slight to him. I think it's just reality. Um, and and so we're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of handles that with full blocking with guys actually trying to tackle him. But uh, this is what this is what Abram had to say uh, today when I asked him about that. It's such a physical, you know, brand of runner. Is is it a different game for you when the pads are on versus when the pads are off? It's definitely a different type of game. Uh, with the pads off, of course, you gotta. It's like thud tempo. You kind of gotta slow it down. But when the pads come on, you can, you know, duck that shoulder down on somebody and kind of give somebody a speed and bullet is what we like to call in the room. And I mean, you kind of, I think for me, that's where everybody kind of just comes out and like who, who's real and who's fake. And um, just when the pads come on for me, it's a different type of, uh, different type of feeling. Did there, was there anything in that, in that answer that stood out to you? I, I just think that it's hard, it's hard to practice without, without pads at that position, along with, you know, your offensive lineman, defensive line, uh, We've heard it so many times before. F- football is in pads, and yeah, the, not the, not in uh, not in panties, as Elante Taylor calls them. Or, or yeah, what Dennis Allen was saying, you're you know underwear. Yes, but uh, yeah, Elante Tay Taylor. By the way, he wants to be called Tay. Um, he referred to them as like shirts and panties, <laughs> which well, yeah, because he didn't even laugh. I couldn't tell if he was making a joke or not. You, you know, even even just having your pads on is a different experience from catching like a football, a football player. Yeah. yeah from, from even just, just running routes and catching is going to be different for me. It's a lot more cumbersome, obviously. So it's, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot, there's a lot of different feels that you get of uh, from being in full pads. But I just think that these running backs will get so much more, obviously in the preseason games uh, because, because it's going to be a full go, you're full live instead of it being any kind of, restraint from any guys no doubt um so there were two things that stood out to me specifically in that one the term speeding bull which i haven't heard before but i'm gonna start using cec in red yes i'm gonna give you a speeding bull next time i see you 
Uh, I'm going to practice up in Bozeman. I'm going to come back and, and tackle you full speed. Um, but the second one was <laughs> when the pads come on, you find out who's real and who's fake, <laughs> which right. I wonder who's fake. <laughs> Cause it sounds like someone's fake. I don't know who it is, but uh, no, I just think I, it's another way of saying too, you know, you separate for the men from the boys kind of deal, but that, right. that's for real. You you could look great in just your shorts, but when your pads come on and people yeah. start like Trevor Penny, you start pushing and shoving, you getting physical. It's a lot different. But, but, but right. So it's like, it's like the term separating the men from the boys, except in this case, you have boys that are pretending to be men. <laughs> Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue Nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones. Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast. Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I just think it's funny. I thought it was a really interesting way for him to phrase that answer. And, like, it's basically, I think that's his mentality, right? He wants to show you that you are not tough enough to tackle him at full speed with pads on. Um, and I think he is, he's ready. He wants that moment, you know? So that's why I'm kind of, I'm really excited. I'm not usually excited for preseason football, but I think that kind of position battle is going to be really exciting. Yeah. There's definitely, like you said, when you can break it down that way and you're looking at positions and you're seeing a lot of young score. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Who cares? But you want to see these position battles. We've been, that everybody's been talking about at training camp, uh, actually in in that live game situation, because, you could be, you know, we, we joke around at practice that you might be a Metairie all-star, but can, mm. can you do it when the, the lights are on and the cameras are rolling kind of deal? Because it, it is a lot different. We've, we've seen that so many times before when everybody's talking about somebody at camp and then they just don't show up come game time. So the guy in, yeah, they don't show up come game time. We kind of saw that last year with, with the third guy on this list. And that's a guy I really like. I enjoy talking to him. He gives really good answers in interviews. And he was really impressive last year throughout training camp is Tony Jones Jr. I mean, he made Latavius Murray expendable. Bye-bye, like, right. You didn't just cut Latavius Murray. You, 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 Latavius got outplayed. Latavius was not the second best option to keep on the roster, and the Saints got rid of him because Tony was that good. And I was all in on the hype t- train for Tony Jones Jr. last year. He's built like a fire hydrant. He has, he has good vision. He can cut. He's got speed. Um, the question I, that I had throughout camp has been, can he catch? And uh, he did not display um, a uh, very attractive skill set early in camp. You know, he had two really bad drops. I think he can catch. It's more about concentration than than the ability to catch a football. But you know, that's just not the foot you want to put forward. That's the, that's not where you want to be after a week of camp. And, um, but the, you know, he has stacked a few really impressive days. He had a right. gorgeous, gorgeous catch on a wheel route yesterday or on Friday. Um, and I think that he has, he's kind of picked up his stock a lot closer to where Abram and Divine are in my eyes over the last few days heading into the first preseason game. 
Yes. So I think Abrams probably got the toughest path, path, obviously, as the undrafted free agent, the guy that hasn't been in the system. Both these guys know Pete Carmichael Jr. a little more, have been in the – have some NFL experience uh, as well. But uh, I'm, I'm curious to see, like I said, I think it, it really comes down to a Zigbo – or Tony Jones Jr. for that third spot. I think they'll try and stash you think a guy so? like Abram Smith on the practice squad. Yeah. Well, that's the tough part is can you stash him on the practice squad if you wanted to? And I'm not sure you could. I guess depending, yeah, what we see in the preseason for sure. I mean, it's like every, you know, they have Boston Scott, Abram Smith, or uh, Divine a couple of years ago. Like, I think that the Saints have a pretty good track record for bringing in depth at the running back position. And so, so other teams are aware of that and they're going to start looking. Um, and you know, if, and, and other teams are going to be needing that depth. And if one of these guys shows off in the preseason and doesn't make the roster, that's where you start to wonder if you know other teams are going to come calling. That um, sounds like we're both kind of like we're not in the Malcolm Brown camp, and I think he's a guy that definitely you might keep on the short list just in case kind of emergency. But yeah, I think he ends up not with the team after camp. Yeah, I mean, Malcolm Brown is Malcolm Brown. You know, by this point in his career, you know what he is. He he said early when we talked to him uh, last week, right, you know, after he got signed, that he's aging like a fine wine. That's a direct quote. I, I'm not sure. I think he's aging. <laughs> I don't know how good the wine is. I think he can still play. I just think there's too much upside with some of the younger guys. Right. Um, that it would be a shame to, to, to cut them loose. Um, and not give them an opportunity to kind of grow into that role. Um, you know, the way, the way you've allowed other guys to do it over the years. Um, and I think having a guy like Malcolm around um, throughout the preseason is really valuable to some of these younger guys, but I don't see him as a serious contender to make, to make the roster. What I will say for Malcolm is he's incredible balance. I don't think I've seen him at the ground once. They're like every, every time he goes through, you know, he'll get, he'll get hit. He'll get bounced around. He always keeps his feet. And we saw that in the Superdome in 2018 when he had that kind of tightrope touchdown over Marcus Williams, definitely not missing a tackle. And, you know, that's that's something he does uh, really well. And, you know, maybe he does. Maybe he shows goes shows up in the preseason and just balls out and makes it so you just can't cut him. You just but make a low-key Marcus Williams dig? Huh? You just did like a little low-key Marcus Williams dig? Oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Marcus Williams has never missed a tackle in his life. He's the greatest tackler yeah. of all time. The Saints won a Super Bowl because he never missed a tackle. Just kidding. Th- that was still one of the, the oddest things, obviously, to, to witness. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, so if you had to handicap this right now, yeah, you're, you would put Tony Jones – who would you put – who would you pick? If you had to pick it today – actually, no, no, let's phrase that differently. Who is your prediction – for who will make that? Who who will make the roster in that? Out of those four guys, assuming they keep four running backs, which they might not. I, I would say that they're going to continue their their development at Tony Jones Jr. I think I, I would go with. Um, I know that the question is obviously his receiving ability, but I think that uh, we heard Dennis Allen talk a little bit about him and saying that obviously he's a young kid that they believe in and they're trying to uh, move him along in the process. And I know he, he dealt with that ankle injury last year, so we'll see. I'm hoping to see more from him in this role. And I might, I'm a l- little biased, too, because I have him on my dynasty fantasy team. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be starting him, even if he makes the roster. But I, I do think so. I actually asked about his receiving ability because I've been talking so much 
trash about this evening uh, over the last few days. So I felt like I should at least get an answer from him before I continue talking about it. And this is what he had to say about uh, his receiving. Ability. I've always been a receiver out the back backfield, but nobody just you know, never thought to ask me could I do it. So, uh, so yeah, so now, I mean, like now Coach C sees it, so now I get to show what I can do. And, like, you know, like, you know, I just got to keep taking stuff from Mike T's game, from Jarvis' game, all of them, and just try to try to put it in my toolbox. No one asked me to do it. No one asked him. <laughs> I'm the greatest receiver on the team, and then no one asked me to catch the ball. He's, he's getting um, pointers from Mike T. To his credit, to his credit, he has he has excelled since that rough day. He's had a lot of really nice runs. We all have nice bad moments. days, right? Yeah, I mean, we all have bad days. Yeah, exactly. And but in the wheel route he ran, it was I think it was Andy Dalton that threw the ball. Um, it was gorgeous. It was over the shoulder, perfect catch. You know, and he said that he's been working on it, uh, like off to the side. He didn't want anyone to be watching just in case he messed up. Um, which is that's that's why I enjoy talking to Tony because he just he's a funny guy. Um, but yeah, and and I think that he can catch the ball. I think it's a confidence thing and it's a concentration thing. Um, and you know, Tony has struck me as a guy who, when he's confident, when he believes in himself, he can get it done. But that confidence isn't always there. It does get shaken. And, um, you know, if, if he can, if he can continue his, his run like he did last year, I could see him making that, but I'm still on the divine Zigbo train. I think that there's a lot there. I think there's a lot to like there. The gun um, show, huh? Yes. Not just because he has gigantic biceps, although, whew. <laughs> um, no, I just, he's, he had the way he catches the ball just opens up so much for you. Um, if he has to get in the game and, I, you know, I, I think that the thing we're really not cons- we haven't really talked about is special teams. And, um, you know, I think that if we're trying to rank it on special teams, probably Divine and, and uh, Abram would be the best special teams options in terms of what they can do. Just athletically, their athletic profiles. Malcolm Brown has been working on special teams. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. has been working on special teams too. But I just don't see them impacting that unit um, as much as the other guys. So if it comes down to that, I think you're you're going between those two, and I I I honestly disagree. I think that you could cut Tony and not and not feel too bad about it. I think the upside with Abram is is really exciting, um, and it's not about whether he can be to me a successful NFL running back. It's whether it's whether he can do it now. You know, I think that he's maybe a year away from from really contending for a role. And I just don't think you want to you want to give up on him. So that's if you're if you're trying to make an argument for, for Abram, I think that's it. Where so you, you have you think he can make the fifty three? I think he could. I think he has to show that ability, that kind of between the tackles, early down running ability that the Saints need, and that they can rely on. And if he can do that, I think that he has a really good chance to make it. If he struggles, if he shows that he's maybe maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe two years from being two years away then I think Divine is the next guy on that list. And I think that his skill set is going to shine in the preseason. Yeah, that that's going to be the biggest key. It's almost like really for the, the, the running back competition, you need to see them against opponents. The, the what, what you see in camp, you can see some physicality. And like you mentioned before, some of the, the things with vision and be able to the cutting ability, but that, that more physicality and being able to either out juke or uh, run over people is going to be more prevalent in the the preseason than we're seeing right now in these practices. 
You realize we just managed to talk for like 22 minutes about a guy who might not get 22 carries his entire season. But but it's still an important position. Dedication. Yeah, that's I what mean, you get on inside black and gold. And when we come back, we're going to talk about another dedicated 22 and CJ Gardner Johnson. Stick around. 